Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Black Girl Buddha, a podcast for the insanely woke. It's your host, Lindsay Renee, and today's episode is titled, Mm-mm, My Webcam Broke, Confessions of a Former Catfish. It's time to tune in. You ready? I'm ready. Let's go. This topic right here is one that I am so excited to talk about because I feel like whenever I tell people that I used to catfish, it's always not you, not miss, be yourself, love yourself, express yourself. And I'm like, shut up. This is me when I was in high school. Leave me alone. But I feel like whenever I share these stories of me not being so confident and lying and deceiving people that it allows people to see that I have I have a journey and I have I have come a long way. And so, yes, the teenage me was going through a lot, but I have evolved into this woman who is herself, knows it, believes it, exudes it. Hello. <laughs> but yes, this was me also protecting myself online because I know I'm doing things that my adults, the adults in my life, don't know I'm doing. So at the very least, while I'm being naive, let me at least be responsible enough to make sure that I am good online, to make sure I'm not going to bring any harm to me or my family. The last thing I'm trying to be is a Lifetime movie. I have watched too many of them with my mother. The last thing I want is logged off the Lindy Renee story. I'm good. And we know this country don't look for black children the way they do for white children. So my little cold case would be sitting in a police headquarters just collecting dust. I don't get helicopters and all that other shit. So yes, I had to make sure that when I did meet up with that guy, that I took all the necessary precautions. Didn't tell my mom, but you know, I told a friend. I made sure I had mace. I practiced this Taekwondo move. I was already a little heavy, so I was good. But um, (laughs) another reason why I want to talk about this topic is because I love the show. Catfish is, I feel like it's kind of going downhill, but seasons one through four were some of the best episodes ever. It was the perfect blend of happy, oh, we lied, but we still want to try and work it out. Cool. It was the perfect blend of um, creepy. The ones where you were like, you see, this is exactly why I shouldn't have been on the computer. I dodged a bullet. There's stalkers out there, scammers, killers, all that. And the sad ones that reminded me and even gave me a little more insight as to why I catfished. Because it's so much easier to be come another person online then deal with your offline issues and a lot of times you might not not, mm, let me slow down you might not even know you have these issues because you're so wrapped up in being somebody else take the time to be you just take the time it's very simple it's not simple but very simple (laughs) but yes catfish is one of them shows i just love to watch because i know how all the drama unfolds but 
it's not my drama no more. Because it takes a lot of energy to catfish. You got to remember lies on top of lies on top of lies. Now it's time for catfishing 101. So catfishing is the art of, I don't want to say art, is the act, I should say, is the act of luring someone into a relationship or even a friendship by means of a fake persona online. And there's different levels to catfishing. You can be catfish level one, typical level where you like someone and you're too scared to kind of step up to the plate and say, hey, I like you. Or you might have already been shut down. So you create a fake online profile so you can have that closeness that you're not getting in your outside, you know, offline world with these people. You're asking them questions to find out if you are their type in some way or another. And if you're not, you're definitely being their type online since you're not at offline. Typical level one catfish. Level 10 are those people who are trying to create a whole Sims world. I mean, they create a main catfish person, then they create a sister, a mother, ex-boyfriend, a best friend, a stalker. There's so many profiles for them to manage. It's like, are you? do you even know your name anymore? Your real name. Not none of these names of all these people. Your real name. These, your level 10 are your scammers. These are the people who are trying to con um, people out of the money, gifts. Level 10 are the people who go to drastic measures when they feel like a victim is trying to meet up with them or is kind of zoning in on the fact that they might be deceiving them. So they want to kill off one of their um, profiles or this person got into a car accident the same day you were supposed to meet up with them. They are just doing the most, the most. That's level 10. Now, something I hear often is catfishing and trolling are the same. Do they share similarities? Without a doubt. But I feel like trolling is more in a subcategory of catfishing because they both deal with the fake personas online, but... A troll's main purpose is to send messages and write nasty comments online for the sake of attention, to bully, to get everybody all in their feelings. A catfish wants to establish a connection with people in a positive way. They want to be trusted. They want to be liked. A troll is not trying to be liked. A troll has no problem with their profile being perceived as fake, some of them. A catfish doesn't want their profile to be perceived as fake because that then limits their online interactions and conversations. There are also times when a catfish might add a troll into their little plot because a troll will add more validity for their victim. So if you're telling your victim that you are being bullied by a coworker or harassed, when you create another profile of that coworker, who is then sending intimidating comments on your page, your victim is believing this, right? There's no way they cannot believe that you're not real because here is someone who has an offline connection with you and now they're bringing it online. But moving on, catfishing is done by people who want attention. It's attention-seeking behavior at its finest. You might be someone trying to get revenge or teach a lesson. You might be lonely or bored. But oftentimes you hear people say it's an outlet for them. 
they're just so tired or stressed or even questioning their everyday life that for a few hours just to be someone else online is a relief. And this is where you get people who create profiles that are completely different from who they truly are. You might see a 36-year-old divorcee with no kids who never went back to college feel compelled to become someone who is 18 years old, um, a new mom, and in her second year of college. And so the people that she's talking to online are getting a story of someone who is trying to balance being a mom, going to school, and just being young and wanting to party. So when she's talking to these people online and she's telling them how she is going through a difficult time trying to pay for a babysitter and her course books, she might feel inclined to ask others for money or she might even receive money from others while even asking, but it's because she's portraying herself as such. But it's this persona online that is kind of blocking her from dealing with the reality of the fact that she is, you know, well, she has lost her marriage. She has no kids that can kind of at least connect her to this man that she still loves. You know, she wants to go back to school, but can't afford to. So it's all these things that she could be dealing with, but she's not because it's easier to just forget all of that and become a whole nother person online. And this is exactly why catfishing is this spectrum of endless possibilities. It's a buffet and all you can be buffet. You could be a different body type. Sis, you want to be a size two? How bad? Go to the gym bad or just lying online bad? Lying online? Okay, go talk to this man. You want to be a different race? You could be a different race. You want to be a different gender? You can. And oftentimes you see this when someone is trying to get revenge or they might be really questioning and or exploring their gender and sexual identities. If you want to have a lavish lifestyle or even a broke lifestyle, you can be broke offline and off, whatever's up to you. If you want to have a hero-like career, if you want to be a doctor, a lawyer, a firefighter, I would say a police officer, but (laughs) it all depends on how naive your victim is and how convincing or conniving you can be. I think about the people who pretend to be celebrities and the girl who swore In that episode, she was talking to Bow Wow. And granted, the catfish gave her $10,000. But if Bow Wow is posting all these videos on IG, but doesn't want to call you or FaceTime you, that's exactly how you know you are not talking to Bow Wow. (laughs) We're almost done with our mini catfish lesson. So there's two types of catfish relationships, short-term and long-term. Short-term are the ones that last for up to a year and long terms are ones that continue for more than a year. I have known two people who have been catfished by a person for more than 10 years and I can't even imagine me lying to someone for that long. 10 years, a decade, a 10 year old, two presidential terms and two years after that. That is a very long time. And oftentimes when the person finally reveals that they have been lying all this time, you're still getting the same excuses, but they're definitely at a heightened level. You know, they tried so many times to tell you their intentions are still good. They didn't mean for it to turn out this way. So much. There's short distance and long distance relationships 
as well. Short distance is your city, town, state, neighborhood. Long distance is, you know, out of state, another country. Another country on another continent. You know, this is your Dr. Phil episodes where you see those old white women giving away all their retirement money to some man in Nigeria. And their kids are flipping the fuck out because mama's broke. But my brother, Amadou, is paid. And lastly, we do have examples where catfishing is used for the good. The TV shows where they are trying to catch scammers, or even when local and nationwide law enforcement are trying to catch scammers, as well as pedophiles. Think of To Catch a Predator with Chris Hansen, right? So you had the law officials, him, and just a other team of um, people online who were baiting pedophiles who were after young boys and girls. And the confrontation used to be the best part. They would walk through the door so happy to see the decoy. I got beer and condoms. And Chris Hansen would come out like condoms, huh? Have a seat. And that's when the crocodile tears would start, right? My wife can't know. I have children. He told me he was over here by himself. So I was just making sure he was okay. She never said she was 14. And even with them seeing the receipts, they're still lying and taking no accountability. Episode 2 off of their actions and I love how they always thought that after Chris Hansen talked to them they could just get up and go well he actually encouraged them to think this you know and they would just leave and go outside and bam law (laughs) law enforcement are out there to take them into custody but yes this show definitely reminded me of those times where I had older men inboxing me well not even inboxing me but messaging me and I'm saying that I am 13 16 and they're still trying to push a conversation and they did because part of me wanted that excitement of talking to an older man but even when it got to uncomfortable questions like you shouldn't be asking me what's my bra size if I told you I was 13 anyway we'll get to that after the break so yes let me go take a water break water (laughs) you know the New York and me will never leave we're gonna take a water break and when we return I will tell you my catfishing story so stay tuned Welcome. Hearing that takes me back, like way back, flashback, 2001 back. (laughs) Anyway, welcome back. So my journey into catfishing started when I was 13. From 13 to 17, I was catfishing. These were my high school years, hence the reason why I was catfishing, because I was just this ball of anxiety, awkwardness, depression, confusion, doubt, whatever. And I remember when my dad gave me the computer, I hooked it up myself, found one of those AOL discs, got myself started. I think AOL kind of 
gave me a screen name because I was just yeah they did because I would never have H Lazyville but that was my screen name and I remember the first night my mom was like Lindsay I'm only gonna tell you once don't take your ass into any chat rooms and that night I took my ass into every chat room I could possibly find (laughs) like (laughs) I laughed because I'm like yeah mom no problem and the minute she left I was like chat rooms like and Abel had this lovely little system like how you can find them and and sort them and you know by city or by you know interest whatever but I mean that quick I was into it because I was just so eager so excited and chat rooms were easy you know you didn't have to do much all you had to do was go into a chat room everyone is saying their ASL age sex location and within minutes you got an IM just like that someone who wants to talk to you outside of the chat this was my first time really talking to boys so many boys because you weren't just getting one im you were getting multiple ims for people who wanted to talk to you and i'm putting immense pressure on myself because high school is definitely a different experience for me high school is was my breeding ground for insecurity middle school elementary school i was fine high school for me mm-mm. i think now it's middle school for these kids but Back then for me, 2001, high school. So I'm putting this pressure on myself to try to be something different because I'm seeing that as before, my Helga Pataki, because I was a type, you know, I'm wrestling and fighting all the boys that I like and being tough. And I'm showing you that I like you by body slamming you and racing you and beating you, all this shit. This is not working in high school. So (laughs) I'm trying to do something different. And online, I'm trying to be this girl that I see other girls being in school. You know, they're not doing much work, but they got all the guys flocking around them. So after a guy will send you an instant message, you'll get asked the what questions. What's your race, eye color, height, even weight. Niggas was asking for weights back then. And do you know how shook my fat ass was? Because I knew that the minute I said my weight, it would be an issue. And sure enough, I would say black, light brown, 5'9", 175 pounds. And depending on the guy, some would drop the convo immediately. I mean, they wouldn't even say anything after that. It's like, hello? Hello? But then you would see them right back in the chat room. And it's like, okay, I guess you didn't want to talk to me. Others would try to keep the conversation going for another five minutes or so with random shit. And then they would hit me with a be right back. And they never came back. (laughs) So the rejection at this point is killing me because it's like, I'm not saying anything wrong. I'm just giving my specs. And why won't anyone want to continue the conversation with me? So I just decided to start altering certain things about myself. I would play around and make myself in my description to guys um, a little shorter, a lot less heavier. And I hate to say this more than anything, a lot less black. Oh, hell no. This is my biggest shame and regret. Thinking I had to make myself appear more white to be accepted, to be liked, to be worthy of an online conversation. When I think of this, I'm just so mad at myself because my blackness is something that I am so proud of. Like it's 
It's the pride I carry with me every day. Before you identify me as a woman, as tall, as whatever, please see that blackness. Don't give me that colorblind shit. I don't see color. No, see my color. See my blackness because I am so proud of it. I mean, I walk through the door in the morning with my fist in the air and security is like, Lindsay, it's 855. I'm like, I'm just letting you know. Black power. Wakanda forever. Forever, ever. Like, (laughs) so when I think back to this time, I hate it, but this is my journey. So I'm noticing that the conversations are continuing once I say I am half black and half white. Do I have white lineage? Yes. Do I have a white parent as I was saying to these people online? No. But whatever, now their interest is sparked and guess what they want? Pictures. And now I'm in trouble. Because depending if the person I'm talking to had a picture or not, it would kind of dictate how the combo would go. If he didn't have one, he wasn't hounding me. If he had one and he sent it, it's like, okay, I'm be, I'll be waiting for yours. And if you don't give it to me now, I'll just wait for it tomorrow and the day after that. And it's like, oh, shit. And I didn't want to block people back then because I was only going into a few select chat rooms and you would see the same people on a daily basis. So I didn't want anyone kind of kind of bad mouthing me in a chat room off the fact that I didn't send a picture. So now I'm trying to find photos quick. I am like a pedophile because I'm searching 13-year-old girl photos <laughs> to see which ones I can steal, right? Um, I remember in computer class in ninth grade, after you did your work, you could spend the remaining time, you know, playing on the web. Everyone else is playing a game. I'm looking for photos so I can be somebody when I get home and to no luck. Even with the AOL profiles, back then you could click on um you could click to view profile and it'll take you to the usernames page and you would see like, you know, the different colors and fonts, ASL, hobbies. You always had to have some cool quote on the end, but no photos. People were stingy as hell with photos back then. Photos was more of a until you initiated a convo with someone where they being exchanged. Which means now I'm having to play dumb when guys are getting to that PFP, pick for pick. I'm doing the whole, once they ask, and I say, no, I only have photos of me in my house or something like that. Don't you have a scanner? And in my best soldier boy voice, scanner? The machine that's not part of the computer, but connects to the computer and displays your photo so you can send it? No, never heard of it. Can't afford it. <laughs> but I also got an idea use the boys. And so the next time I started to talk to a whole bunch of guys and they asked for pics, this time I was saying, you know, I don't have any, but by any chance, do you have any photos from girls that you used to talk to? And sure enough, I went from having no photos to at least 60 to choose from. And although most of them were pictures I couldn't use based off of the descriptions I was telling people, I found at least two to three that I could definitely use. And I think maybe one guy, he sent like at least multiple photos of one girl. So I had like a real like cushion. I'm feeling like Oprah now. My my catfishing is evolving. You get a photo. You get a photo. You get a photo. Like I'm initiating the, the PFP now. There's no more waiting for the guy. I'm coming. Hey, you want to chat? PFP? Like I got photos. It ain't me, but I got photos. Now. 
I'm thinking I'm good. I'm straight after this. You think I'm attractive. I think you're attractive. We have cyber sex. I swore I was the queen of cyber sex back then. Yes, I'm horny with two Y's. Yes, I'm rubbing my clit. I had no idea where my clit was even located. I'm sitting here on Zook Disney trying to get the highest score in some type of game. But this is how the conversation goes after the cyber sex. I really like you. I really like you too. You want to be my girlfriend? Of course. Do you have a webcam? Yeah, I do. Cool. So tomorrow after school, we'll webcam chat. Love you. Bye. Huh? (laughs) This situation played out so many times for me. So many different scenarios, like where I agreed to send a picture of my boobs or a picture of me in a thong. And then afterwards, I'm just sitting there like, why did you agree to this shit? You know you don't have any more pictures of the girl you already sent to this person. You know for a fact, if you send a picture of someone's boobs, it's not going to match the person that you just sent. Like, I used to sit there like, why? Why? Why did you agree to go to your best friend's house and do a webcam chat knowing your best friend doesn't have a webcam and knowing even if they did, you wouldn't be able to do it? I had to hand out excuses for as long as they were believed and tolerated. My ultimate one was my webcam broke. I used to, that was the go-to for everything. My webcam broke. My little brother was in my room playing around, knocked over my webcam, and it broke. I'm so pissed. FML. <laughs> I am not pissed at all. I'm so grateful. <laughs> um, What's another one? I used to say I'm at the library, so of course I can't webcam chat because I have all these people around me. My parents are home, and they make me keep the door open when I'm online. I can't take a pic of down there because I have my you-know-what I have a feeling you're talking to another girl, so no, I don't want a webcam chat with you. And as quick as an online relationship would end, (laughs) because eventually some of these excuses (laughs) terminated my relationship, another one would begin. So I didn't really feel like there was a loss. It was like, all right, on to the next one. And the circle of catfishing continued. However, now I'm trying to find that balance and not talk to so many guys who want to do webcam chats. So I'm coming into contact with people who want to do phone chats. Great. And it's like phone sex. Okay, I'll try it. Cool. Because, you know, I'm the queen of cyber sex. So this should be very easy for me. And then it's like, what? Huh? You want to hear what? Me play? Oh, So now it's like, I'm so used to writing out my lies. I have no idea how to act them out. And I'm over here sounding like a beatboxer because I'm, I'm trying to imitate any sound whatsoever that would sound remotely possible (laughs) to me playing with myself. And in reality, what am I doing? I'm lying in bed watching reruns of the famous Jet Jackson and Bug Juice. The duality of trying to be grown and actually being a child. I'm sitting here trying to figure out which story to tell real quick because I have one or two very interesting ones. 
I have the one where I was air quotes dating this guy for like seven months and he sent me a ring that was engraved with his name and my fake catfish name along with a leather that included a poem and a lock of hair. And that lock of hair wasn't from his head. And then he requested me to send one too. That wasn't from my head. Oh no, he had to go. Then I had I had the time I was talking to this guy. And by day two, when we swapped photos, I realized that he was actually a long distance cousin. And I immediately put up my away message and ghosted on him. And then there's the one that I hate. The one that I feel like gives me PTSD because I remember it so well. <sighs> Okay, let me just tell it. So, one of my golden rules was to never stay in a New York City chat room for too long. It's too close to home because it is home. And so, at least if you're in general chat rooms, yes, you're talking to people from New York City, but most of the time you're talking to people from other states. I don't know why, but I go into a New York City chat room and I stay for a long time. And I'm just watching people talk on the main screen, whatever. I get a message from a guy and his his greeting is a little different. It's like, hey, I hope your night is going well, ASL. And I'm like, oh, this is more inviting. So we chat and we hit it off. I find out he's one year older than me. We know of each other's high schools because our schools played each other in a basketball game like two weeks prior. We're just talking about mutual things. And we swap photos. He's Latino and white. He has a he has a stocky build. So he's chubby. He has a little weight to him. Um, he had glasses. Cute guy. Did I say his height? Can't remember. But, you know, kind of tall. I sent a photo of a girl who was a black-white mix, curly hair, slim figure. And he's instantly smitten. By the end of the first night's convo, he's calling me babe and sending a whole bunch of hearts and kissy emojis. Now, every night that we talk after that, it's a mixture of talking about regular things and cyber sex, of course. He never like pushed a webcam chat or talking on the phone. If he threw it out there and I declined, he didn't make me feel like me saying no made him like me less. Since my guard is down, I'm not realizing that he's not pushing this as much because we live in the same city, because we know of each other's schools, and eventually, when he builds up enough courage, he's going to ask to meet up. And I think after a month or so talking, he was starting to ask if we could meet up. And I'm like, no, I'm good. And he's like, oh, come on. Like, I really want to see you. You know you're my girl. We could go to one of our school's games and then have pizza. Let's meet up. And I'm like, no, I'm good. I was no, I'm good for another two or three weeks. And then I finally gave in. And I gave in because I too wanted to meet up with him. I'm thinking that since he's chubby, he will be okay with me being chubby too. Hmm. So we agreed to meet on a Sunday and I remember that Sunday I woke up so early and it was raining outside. It was a storm. It was thunder, lightning, and I was like, thank you, rain gods. I was dancing in the living room, in the kitchen. I'm happy. 
Like I signed online even earlier because it's like, yeah, this is not happening today. And sure enough, he was online and he's like, oh, I would hate to cancel, but this rain is just ridiculous. You know, maybe we could postpone it for another day since it probably won't stop. And I'm like, oh, we could just talk all day. Sad face. Happy face, really, but sad face online. So we're talking and all that shit. Had I not stopped praying to the rain gods and thanking them, maybe it would have continued to rain because it stopped by noon and he sent me a message and he's like, oh my God, it stopped raining. I'm going to start getting ready. I'll see you soon. And so I'm like, wait, what? This is really happening? So he logs offline and I'm like, shit, like I'm waiting for him to come online so I could cancel, like so I could say something and I can't. Um... I know I had his house phone number, but I'm too scared to call because I'm thinking I would speak to his mom or somebody and I don't want to speak to anybody. I'm just, I'm just going crazy. So I start getting ready and I'm trying to think of a way for me to not meet up with him, but it's too late. He's not signing online. I'm too scared to call his house. So I'm like, fuck it. This is happening. Now, the day before, we agreed that he would ride to my location, my train stop, because he didn't want me to ride to Queens. And I'm like, okay, that works. He didn't have a cell phone on him, so I'm waiting for him to call me from a payphone like he said he would. About an hour and a half later, I get a phone call from him, and he's like, I'm here. I actually have my best friend with me, if that's okay. And I'm like, shit, I should have bought my best friend too. I had a best friend who lived a couple of minutes away and I did give her all the information I knew about him, his photos, house phone, everything, because I'm like, shit, I'm not telling my mama. So if anything happens, girl, you're going to have to be the one. I tell him exactly where we could meet up and I head downstairs. My hands are clammy. I'm shaking. You know, I'm making sure my outfit looks okay. I think I even ironed my jeans back then. I'm walking outside. I, I hear neighbors talking to me like, hey, Lindsay. And I'm like, I don't, I can't focus right now. Like I'm about to meet up with somebody who has no idea I look like this. I look to my left and I see him like 30 feet away with his friend. And sure enough, he is the person that he said you know, that he's shown, that he has shown through his photos. And I'm like, oh, this makes it even worse. Even if there was something about him that was off, it could be like, aha, you lied too. I don't got nothing. So his back is towards me and I'm walking over and his friend is facing me. His friend kind of nudges him to like get ready and turn around. And, you know, I'm trying to walk not too fast, not too slow because I don't want to roll up on him because, you know, I'm a little stocky too. Don't want him to think I want to fight. And he turns around and he kind of looks past me like, okay, she must be behind this girl. (laughs) Cause you know, my girl is slim. She must be behind this girl. And I stop in front of them and I'm like, hi. And I say his name. He looks at me with the most, I can't even describe the look. He looked like, wait, what? He looks back at his friend. He looks at me, he looks back at his friend one more time, and then he looks at me, and he's like, you gotta be fucking kidding me, and walks off. And his friend is like, hi, I can't remember his name either, and he shakes my hand, and he's like, come on. The way he's walking, he's walking like he's walking towards a fight. Like, he's moving his arms and shoulders in a certain way, and I'm like, oh my god, he's really mad. His friend is like, yeah, so I guess you're... Yeah, I guess you lied about the fact that you looked 
you know, like the girl in the pictures. And I'm like, yeah, I did. Me and his friend are talking as we walk to the train station. We're on the train and he kind of, I guess, wanted his friend to side with him and not really talk to me. So he's kind of like trying to block in a way that his friend can't really talk to me. And he's talking to his friend and I don't have any phone or anything on me to keep me occupied. So I'm on the train just sitting there listening to them or whatever. We get off at a stop. I think, I can't remember where, but it was Lower Manhattan. And in my head, I'm thinking, okay, there's no more movies, I'm guessing. And sure enough, we go to Popeye's. I order my food. I'm sitting there talking to his friend most of the time. And I look across at him and I'm like, are you enjoying your food? He looks me dead in my face while he's still chewing his food and doesn't say anything to me. And I'm just like, lumping throat. Don't cry, Lindy. Don't cry. Don't cry. After we eat, his friend is like, well, it was really nice meeting you. His friend gives me a hug. And I look to him to see if he'll say bye. He just heads down the stairs. Like, he says nothing. So I go across the street to the uptown side and I head home. When I get home, I cry my eyes out. And it's the crying of guilt and shame and just being so embarrassed. I don't blame him for anything. His reaction was justified. A couple of years later, 12th grade, I am at a ba- I'm at a baseball game for my school because the, the field was like in my area. So me and my friends went and the school we're playing is his high school. And I see a guy on the team that looks like his friend. And sure enough, it is his friend. So I kind of want to go over there because I always just appreciate the fact that he tried to make the situation better. He gave me convo. He gave me sympathy, all of that. So I didn't want to go over there because he's at the he's in the dugout with all these other guys. So I'm thinking like, how can I tell him this but not go over there? I had Ashley, my best friend, go over there and tell him like what I wanted to say. Either Ashley or Diana. I'm trying to remember. I think it was Diana. I think Ashley was scared to go too. So I think Diana went. And that was my other best friend. And Diana went over there and she spoke to him. She pulled him to the side and kind of spoke to him through the gate. He waved at me from afar. And I was thinking like, okay, there's some type of I got some type of closure from the situation because I didn't, I was too scared to send a message to this guy once I got home to say I was sorry and didn't mean to. So at least me telling this guy that I thanked him was some way of me getting some type of closure on that whole situation that I caused. But anywho, that is my story of my one and only time of meeting up with someone that I was catfishing. I do still wonder though, like, Why did we go to Popeye's? Was it because he had just been through so much and he was like, I need to eat something? Or looking at me, he was like, I'm definitely sure she wants to eat something. I don't know, but I still wonder. (laughs) I stopped catfishing when I was 17. So right before I started college. And I remember thinking like, okay, this was fun in high school, but you're a a semi-adult now. So you can't really be in college doing this. And I remember just going through, you know, the extra screen names I had, deleting them. And those are the ones I used to catfish on. And I really felt like college was a fresh start for me, a do-over, especially since that summer I took a course and all the guys, not all, like three or four, but 
those guys in my class were trying to holler and just flirt. So all this attention that I wasn't getting in high school, I'm getting now. And I'm like, okay, I'm liking this. Like, this is different. (laughs) But platforms like MySpace and Facebook were just being created. So for me, the hype is also pushing me to want to have my one and only real identity online, especially Facebook. Because back then, Facebook was only for college students. You had to find your your school on the list, register with your email, your school, your school email address, like all this stuff. And this is just making me feel like more confident because I'm like, ooh, I am part of this elite club of college students who are online with their real profiles. But this is also where the addiction kind of started with talking to guys online. Again, well, it reinvented itself because now I'm even more eager to talk to guys as myself because the confidence is slowly rising once I'm getting all these friend requests and being asked out on dates. It's different with the AOL pages, you know, 2001, where you just have a page up with information. Now people are requesting to be your friend. It was one thing just to have a friends list where you could put anyone that you want to see who was online. People are sending you requests to be your friend, to talk to you, to want to get to know you. So once again, my confidence is just rising. Although I stopped catfishing years back, it wasn't until I started to watch the show back in 2012 that I won had a term for what I was doing back then because there wasn't no term. It was just like, okay, I'm not, I'm, it was just, I'm lying online. That's it. I'm, I'm pretending, make believe, whatever. But two, also start to ask myself why I really did it. I never, I I didn't think it was something I had to think about. Like I just thought it was okay. I did this when I was younger. That's it. But with watching the show and seeing people kind of have these confrontations, I'm starting to see that I too now want answers for myself and I can't ask these other people. So now I want answers for myself from myself because just saying that, oh, everyone did it back then. Yes, that could be the case to some certain degree because this was the, this was the beginning of the, you know, AOL online era. Cool. But it wasn't just that everyone's doing it. And it wasn't just, oh, you know, you're doing it to protect yourself. Yes, that was a reason, but it wasn't the sole reason. There was this excessiveness with me doing it, the addiction-like need. And I needed to know why. Where was it coming from? I remember back in therapy in 2014, I was discussing my catfishing at a session because it was referenced to another topic And that's where I'm kind of getting this concrete insight as to why I did it. And I'm seeing the recurring themes as well for me because she's piecing them together for me to see them and understand them in a different light. So yeah, I was lonely as well, you know, having no one really to talk to in my my household, being the youngest, um, the fact that I was being rejected from guys at school and online. So That's a double blow towards my confidence and self-esteem, which led me to dissatisfaction with my appearance, enough that I dropped it at any chance I got online. The fact that I was curious about my body, boys' bodies, and sex, and rather than just asking adults around me, I feel it's easier to just jump into scenarios of cyber and phone sex with anybody I'm talking to, learning as I go. 
sometimes talking to older men who know I'm underage and are crossing the boundary with their language and behavior, having me Google things they think I will like or enjoy, or even things that they like or enjoy, requesting me to send inappropriate photos to prove how much I really like them. And yeah, I wasn't sending shit, but just the fact that, you know, they're trying to have this comfort with me, trying to groom me. Also, me being depressed over the fact I'm fatherless now. My stepdad died, and he was the greatest man to have ever lived in my eyes. And sure, I have my bio dad around, and I have my mom's new boyfriend, but with losing him, I found others who I thought could fill the void. So now, with the insights I'm getting with my therapist, I feel like I really do have closure on that matter back then. Because I just thought when I started college, okay, that was my closure. That was my ending. And no, it wasn't. It was me just stopping the behavior. It was me just stopping the action. But I wasn't coming to grips with why I did it in the first place. And you know what that is. Growth. <laughs> Goodbye. So this concludes another episode of Black Girl Buddha, a podcast for the insanely woke. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Don't forget to rate and review the series on iTunes and Google Play because this helps to get the show more exposure, which is always a good thing. Don't forget to follow me at Black Girl Buddha on IG to keep the convo going. Do you have any catfish confessions or a favorite catfish episode? And lastly, head over to blackgirlbuddha.com to access the show notes and to shop for the latest items at the BGB store. I want you to remember this. You're not being the best version of yourself when you're pretending to be someone else. I thank you for listening. Until next time, take care.